Hi, my name is Jamie, and I am a depressed optimist. After years of having a bad attitude, I decided that I wanted to at least try and change that. While I don't have it all figured out, this is an opportunity to come along with me as I make my way. On this podcast, I'll get a little personal, a little emotional, and a little analytical so that I can have hope, get shit done, and find happiness. Because today is as good as any other. I think that this is the first time that I've ever recorded without show notes, and that's because I felt really inspired and called to make an episode right now, immediately, and that hardly happens. I normally feel very inspired, and then I sit down and I plan and I research, but this isn't exactly a research-based topic because it's quite personal, and it actually has a lot to do with the intro of the show and my personal journey to starting this podcast, because being happy is something that is so easy for some people, and for other people, it is nearly impossible. And I find that in the conversation where people say that you have to decide to be happy, there are a couple of different kinds of people and kinds of experiences that you find within that subset of people that think that in order to be happy, you have to make the decision to be happy. And unfortunately, I think that a lot of people who think that you have to make the decision to be happy and who echo that sentiment a lot are the kind of people who say those things to put down those who have mental health issues and who think that it is, in fact, as easy as saying that you're going to be happy because to those people, happy is the default and it would take them an active decision not to be happy. And I'm not trying to say that there are two kinds of people in the world, those who are naturally happy and those who are naturally depressed, because I think that it's a lot more complex than that. I can't be sure if our natural state as human beings is a state of bliss or a state of despair, but what I can tell you is that we live in a society, yes, we live in a society, (laughs) I laugh at myself, but we live in a society that conditions us to never be satisfied with ourselves, with our surroundings, and also feel afraid to go after the things that are going to make us happy in the long run. So honestly, I think that our state of being and our emotional state is always a decision. Whether it's an active decision or a passive decision depends entirely on you. And what that active or passive decision might look like depends upon a number of factors like your mental health, your chemical makeup, your upbringing, and your surroundings. So let's take, for example, my mom. My mom is a person who is naturally very happy. She has never known a life where the ultimate default is not to be positive about things. So for her, she makes the passive decision to continue to be happy in her life because it would take an active decision for her to look at things in a negative way. And I genuinely feel really happy for those kinds of people who can make the passive decision to be happy and remain in life like that. But one thing that I think that it can sometimes cause is the assumption that that is how everyone lives, which is not always the case. So then let's take, for example, one of my close friends from high school, who she is a very negative person. She's naturally a person who is predisposed to seeing all of the bad things in life and to feeling bad 
a lot. And if she were to stay like this all the time and just accept that that's her reality, she would be making the passive decision to continue to stay depressed. Or she can make the active decision to stay happy. And one of the things that I want to point out right away that's kind of the thesis of my whole philosophy on this is that active decisions are more involved than passive decisions. That's just how the world works. And one of the things that I like to say a lot is that doing nothing is still making a decision because you're making the decision to remain exactly where you are in life. And sometimes your brain can trick you into thinking that that's not making a decision, but really it is because you're making the decision to stay where you are. So what I mean by this also is the fact that when you make an active decision to do something, to change your behavior, to change your mindset, to engage in behaviors that might not come as naturally to you, it is going to be a more difficult path than making a passive decision. But I would stand to argue that it is an active decision that is worth it. Because while it may seem difficult to believe now, and I even hardly feel this way about myself, I was somebody who for the longest time I was conditioned to feel very negatively about every situation that I encountered in life, about my own life, my own self, my self-esteem, everything. I was a very negative person. And for the purposes of, I guess, this exercise, I would, I guess, say that I still am a uh, predisposed to being negative person. However, I hardly feel that way anymore. And it's because I made the decision to be happy. And I'm here to break that down a little bit. Because the way that people talk about the fact that it's as simple as making the decision to be happy in your life and then you'll be happy makes it sound like all you have to do is make that decision. And notice I never say all you have to do is make that decision because I don't believe that. You have to do a lot more. But making that decision is the first step, and I think it's the most important step. Not only that you have to make the decision to be happy, but you have to make that decision actively, assertively, and very certainly. You have to be sure. You have to know that that's what you want for yourself, and you have to know that that's what you deserve. And I think that that is one of the hardest parts of it all. Because really, you're only going to do the work to make yourself happy and to provide yourself with the care that you need to be happy if you really believe that you deserve it and it's what you want in life. It took me a long time, probably years, of wanting to be happy, thinking that I deserved happiness, desiring things, trying to accomplish happiness, before I actually made the decision that I was going to accomplish it for myself and that that's what I wanted for life and that that is what I deserve. Because I think that when so many people who are naturally happy tell you that what you need to do is make the decision to be happy and then just be happy, I don't think that that's a complete picture. But coming from me, from somebody who that never came naturally to me and that never made sense to me is because I wasn't having it communicated to me in a way that was whole, that was complete, that addressed what happened after you made that decision to be happy. Because I think that it's important to know that the very first thing, the thing that you have to think about more often and more intently and before you consider any of the other pieces of the puzzle is, I deserve to be happy, I want to be happy, I want to be positive, I'm going to look at the good things in my life, 
I'm going to be happy. So you've got to do that before you do anything else. You have to think about that as the main thing before you think about anything else. But I think where people get tripped up is thinking that that's the only thing that you have to do or that that is where the journey ends and that I decided I'm happy, now I'm happy, hooray. That's not how it works. Which is why I think for me and probably for a lot of people who have either been conditioned to feel naturally depressed or are naturally like that by nature, who's to say? But I think that the most important thing to hear and to say and to affirm for yourself is, I deserve to be happy. Because knowing that you deserve something, knowing that something is a human right in your life and knowing that it's a priority, something that you need, something that will sustain you, is gonna make you wanna take the steps to do the work and actually seek out that thing time and time again. So what does that work look like? Why, what a good question. Thank you so much for asking. So the answer to that is a little complicated because that work depends on you and your situation. For some people, it means I deserve to do the things that bring me joy. For some people, it means I'm gonna take the steps to see a therapist so I can improve my mental health or even find a mental health medication that works for you and your lifestyle. But really, everyone's different. For me, that work looks like practicing yoga and meditation every single day because I know that those things uplift me. Going after the goals and dreams and doing things that fill my life with joy and prioritizing those things that fill my life with joy. Spending time with people that I care about, pursuing my art, and actively making the choice every single day to pay more attention to the good things that are happening to me than the bad things that are happening to me. And let me tell you, that's hard work. When I say that I make the active decision to be happy, I don't mean that I tell myself I'm gonna be happy or that I decided one day that I'm gonna be happy and then it just magically happened. What I mean by that is that I know what I deserve and I know what makes me happy to a certain extent and I'm willing to devote time and effort every single day to those things in order to maintain my mental health. And hey, it's not a perfect system. I kept this up when I was in college full-time, working two jobs, and held multiple leadership roles on my campus. Those were times that I didn't have the hours in my day to practice yoga all the time, or to meditate for a really long time, or to always have time to practice my art or spend time with the people that I cared about. So what does this mean for maybe people who don't have access to those kinds of resources, even just the resource of time? First of all, I just want to say that I both acknowledge you and I understand what it's like. I am really not trying to be one of those people who assumes that everyone in the world has the same privileges that I have because it's not always that simple and sometimes not having access to those things, including time, can absolutely make it harder for your mental health. So I just want to put that out there right away before I say anything else about it. But on that same note, I think that it also affords you a really unique opportunity to focus on some of the most important parts of making the active decision to be happy. This was one of the things that I learned when I was in a situation like that, and I think that I'm better for it. Because if I didn't practice the mindfulness of being happy, and if I didn't know how to do that as my primary practice, let me tell you, 
my yoga and meditation and artfulness and spending time with people that I care about would probably be a lot less effective tools in making me a happy person. Because doing all that stuff, doing all those things, even if you devote all of your time in your day to the things that bring you the most joy, you're not going to reap the whole benefit of it or enjoy it or let it really affect you on that deeper level if you're not actually getting involved in the work of it and letting it permeate your spirit because you are acknowledging it and actively showing gratitude for it. Because when I had nearly no time to practice the self-care that I probably needed, I had to sit down with myself and be like, all right, I can either make the passive decision to be upset about those things, or I can make the active decision to look for the ways that I'm grateful for the life that I have, look for the little things that bring me joy, and try to see my day in a positive light every night when my head hits the pillow. And the thing is is that it didn't always work. That's one of the things that I think discourages some people from making the decision to be happy and then doing the work is that it's hard at first and sometimes it doesn't yield all the results that you think that it will. And one of the things about deciding to be happy and deciding that you deserve happiness is that you deserve to give yourself the persistence of keeping on trying to do that even when it's hard and even if it seems like it's not working. But I think being so busy and not having that resource of time, not having that privilege of time, put me in the headspace where the very first thing that I learned was how to look at things in a positive way. And then when I began to add the things into my life that made it feel fruitful, that made it feel encouraging and empowering, when I began to practice yoga as often as I felt I needed to meditate and read and write and do all of the things, podcast even, that made my life sing, those things added to my life and I was able to enjoy them so much more because that mindfulness and that happiness was already there helping me out. And not everybody starts out from the same place. And that's okay because we're all different people. We're all individuals on our own journeys. There are people in the world who probably have never had to consider this because they're naturally optimistic. And while I could sit here and be like, oh, I wish I was one of those people who was naturally optimistic. The thing is that I've practiced a positive mindset to the point that I look at it in a positive way. I don't say to myself, I wish I was one of those people. I say, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that I was able to make that active decision, that I learned about myself in a new way, because guess what? Now I'm a positive person just by design. And rather than making that passive decision, I made an active decision and I learned about myself. And that's something else that I want to touch on. I am sort of in this place where I hesitate to identify myself as a naturally positive person. And I also hesitate to identify myself as a naturally negative person. Because really, if we're going to get down to it, before I made the active decision to be happy, I was not a positive person. I was quite a negative person. But now through this work, I do feel naturally positive. Because the more that I practiced my positivity, the more instinctive it became in my behavior. So I'm saying that it is not too late and that old habits die hard. (laughs) The work is hard at first and the work will always continue to be present and practiced in your life when you're making the active decision to be happy. But 
it's not difficult and strenuous forever. And heck, I'm not even old and wise. I haven't been at this for a number of years. I've been at this for two years at most. I think that one of the most important parts of it for me was truly finding things that made me happy and finding things that made me feel joy and divorcing them from the capitalist compulsion to monetize all of my hobbies. Take a shot every time Jamie says capitalism. Really though, doing things for the enjoyment and fulfillment of them is one of the main foundations of me finding happiness and doing things because I deserved to enjoy them. I think that journaling and practicing self-care in all forms has been really instrumental to me learning about my own happiness and processing my feelings through this journey. Because I have seen a lot of arguments surrounding the fact that self-care at a very base level is about caring for your immediate needs and making sure that all of your needs are met as a person. But while I think that that's very true and there is so much value to knowing that, I think that also self-care is about caring for your emotional needs and processing your thoughts and feelings so that you can function and not just survive, but thrive. And practicing that emotional self-care was a huge part in me becoming a happy person. Things like journaling, meditation, yoga. I think that our needs, as well as their physical, are also spiritual. And when we take care of all of those pieces of us, we're able to function better on a sustained level. And one exercise that I wanna talk about because I've actually been giving it to a lot of people and telling a lot of people in my life that I think that they could benefit from this because I catch it a lot in speech and conversation. And this was something that helped me when I was on my early happiness journey and I still do it all the time. So whenever I say something negative, I have to amplify that in a positive way. It sounds super woo woo and I promise that it doesn't sound like it's gonna work until you do it and you realize that it works. So for example, if my friend says three negative things about herself, she's sitting there and she's like, oh, I hate my hair, I hate my nose, I hate my complexion. Guess what? If you're sitting with me and you're talking like that, I'm gonna make you say four good things about yourself. So then you not only have to acknowledge the positive things, but you have to acknowledge the positive things and how they outweigh the negativity that you're speaking. So when my boyfriend is like, oh, I had a rough day, I had a terrible day, these three awful things happened to me, my car wouldn't start, and then this happened and then that happened, I say, okay, um, now you have to tell me four positive things that happened to you today. And then you come out with that list and that's the last thing on your mind. The thoughts of that interaction that you leave yourself with are positive thoughts. And slowly but surely, that positivity will creep into your life and it will show you that you can be happy and that you deserve to be happy. And soon you'll start to naturally notice the positive things. When you train yourself to do something, guess what? We're animals and we respond positively to training. We are Pavlov's dogs. And when you ring that bell of positivity, guess what? Eventually, you're going to start salivating, whether you know it or not, because I know that I certainly have. And it's not because I made the decision one day to be happy and then it magically started happening. It's because I make the active choice every single day that I deserve to be happy. And I believe that everybody deserves to be happy and that you can make that choice too. Thank you so much for joining me today. Namaste. Namaste.